0: Federal Drive is presented by GEHA, Government Employees Health Association, proudly providing health and dental benefits to federal employees and their families. Visit GEHA.com.
1: The Advanced Research Projects Agency for Health, or ARPA H, is thinking hard about how it can leverage generative artificial intelligence. ARPA H sees generative AI playing a role in its internal operations as well as lending itself to multiple research projects. For more on how ARPA-H is approaching AI, Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday moderated a recent discussion hosted by the Association for Federal Information Resources Management, featuring ARPA-H Deputy Director, Susan Menares.
0: Generative AI, it, it is something that we are fully embracing within our organization in two primary ways. The first is to get our house in order. As you can imagine, within an organization like arpa we are not only processing a large volumes of data and information just as part of our operational functioning. So you can think about this from everything from personnel to contracting to uh, leveraging information from our partner agencies to help shape our program activities. Um, so everything internal within our organization, and we're leveraging the power of generative AI, to be able to learn from that, not just harness it as data, not just information, but translating that into knowledge to improve how we're recruiting, how we're retaining highly talented individuals, but also how we're positioning our programs to be unique and have the largest potential impact to optimize our resources. So that's internal. Externally, what we've fully recognized now, just been in operations for a year, working closely with partners from across the health ecosystem, is that there are zettabytes of data that are... um, related to the program areas that we want to launch. And one of the earliest observations is if we truly want to be unique and we truly want to optimize the the resources that we've been provided to have this innovative approach across the entirety of the health ecosystem, we can't do it with with an ignorant lens. We have to make sure that we are gaining knowledge from all of the activities that are currently ongoing across the health ecosystem and pull that in in a meaningful way so that we are actually creating a unique niche, a unique opportunity for ARPA-H to really accelerate these very high-risk, high-reward programs and initiatives across the health ecosystem. Layered on top of that, as we are starting to launch our programs, those programs are generating data. So our performers that are out in the health ecosystem, they're they're creating data and knowledge from almost day one, once they receive our funding and they start to launch these programs. And we wanna be able to pull that data in as quickly as possible to figure out what's working, what's not working, where their opportunity is to modify those programs for the highest impact, and how can we share back within, across the federal government, our partners who would benefit from that information, but also back out into the ecosystem so that others who are in the research and development space can quickly learn from our advances. That's a fantastic overview of everything uh, ARPA-H is, is really looking at from, from a Gen AI perspective. Are there any uh, discrete problems or challenges, long-term uh, research challenges that that you're looking at with? gen AI type technologies at this point? Or is it is it too early to say, it sounds like you're really looking to apply this across the organization, but are there any discrete healthcare moonshots, if you will, uh, that this could be potentially applied to? Yeah, we are definitely looking across the entire to, uh, of the healthcare ecosystem. We can sort of bin it into three different places that we're looking at advanced generative AI to help bring capabilities. The first is on the patient population. There's so much data related to patients, whether it's in an electronic health record, whether it's in a community health worker, you know, location, whether it's, you know, in in their own personal health devices. This exists in so many different places, but it's not integrated in a way currently that allows us to gain greater insights uh, into uh, patient populations representative across this country, and then saying how could we actually help improve those patient outcomes through improved access to high quality primary care. Health helped access to screening and diagnostics, Help accessing monitoring for someone who has a a chronic disease. Um, So we are looking in that particular space. We don't have any programs yet, but it is something that we're super excited about. We're also looking uh, at the provider side. So as providers are integrating digital health technologies that maybe leverage AI and and possibly generative AI to help support their decision workflows, their uh, patient care, their billing activities and sort of on the administrative services side, can we do something to have AI assurance where, you know, if a digital health technology has been deployed in a clinical care workflow and it is leveraging all of this information and it's using a generative approach to be able to help inform a provider and provider services, we have to make sure that we have the reliability of those tools so that a provider can take them and not have to question so some of the information that may be generated through this device where they they are, it's leading to them uncertainty, whether or not a patient would benefit from X, Y, or Z sort of a, a protocol. Um, so we are thinking about that space, AI assurance, AI security, but also, well, how can we accelerate digital health technology is using a generative AI approach uh, to help on the provider services side. And then the last is um, thinking about on the, on the payer side. So, you know, we know that administrative uh, services side, the payers actually, you know, taking uh, patient care and, and moving it in into, you know, the the administrative the billing side, all of those activities is incredibly time-consuming. It is potentially up to 30% of healthcare costs is really bound up in that administrative services side of the healthcare ecosystem. Is there something that we could do to help accelerate, to help to reduce the overall costs associated with the payer side uh, so that we can redirect more of the, the resources that are funneling off into that administration side back into patient care into provider training into expansion of provider services and so you know looking across that triumvirate of patients payers and providers and and thinking about holistically how can we actually use generative ai uh, to contribute that again no programs launched yet so this is a little teaser but we are thinking very much about uh, how, how we could help contribute to that space what do you think some of the risks are, and how is ARPA-H kind of taking a risk framework specific to some of these healthcare challenges that you are looking to address with yeah. generative AI? Yeah, I think there's two ways that we're primarily thinking about risk. The first is risk to patient health and safety. So if we are enabling a digital health technology to be integrated into a clinical care workflow, if that technology is not sufficiently trained or that we don't have sufficient assurances in place that when a, the training data set deviates from the patient population that it's it's currently helping to support, there's a real risk that any of the information that a digital health technology or an enabling service will actually cause more harm than potentially good. And so that is a huge risk. And so thinking about, is there a systematic way to include AI assurance as sort of an overlay of any of these technologies rather than a bespoke one-off approach so that every technology has its own assurance? Is there something more systematic that we can do that would reduce the burden on digital health technology performer developers uh, so that they don't have to worry about that? They can worry about their algorithm and we can put in place this assurance. Uh, is very hard. It's that that alone is sort of Arpa Arpa challenge, hard Arpa worthy. Uh, but that is a big risk. Is that there'll be faulty patient care, and there could be a real risk to patient health and safety the other risk that we're really thinking about is is sort of correlated to that is a lack of willingness to accept this type of advanced technology to folks that are questioning whether or not it actually addresses a problem that they're trying to solve and i think that's one of the the risks that we run is that if we put out faulty capabilities that are uh, generating misleading information a provider's reluctance to uh, appropriate reluctance to integrate that particular digital health technology or any others for some period of time will actually potentially be detrimental to the patient population that could have benefited from a tool that was actually appropriately structured and if we're really designed with the right insurances in, in place. And so we're also very concerned that there'll be a hesitancy to use some of these improved capabilities that could actually improve patient care, but because there is the potential risk or there's a perceived risk, uh, provided would be less
1: uh, inclined to be able to incorporate that. That's Susan Menares, Deputy Director of the Advanced Research Projects Agency for Health, speaking with Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday. Leadership today,
2: especially within the federal workforce, is being tested more than ever before. As the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency's Chief People Officer, Elizabeth Comstetter sees a focus on people as absolutely crucial to her leadership style.